0: Big we gotta get the rest of the file so we can find out where the money is going before the worm disappears, so we can find out who created it.
1: I know, I know who wrote it. What? This Ellingson security creep. I gave him a copy of the disc you gave me. You what? Didn't know what was on it. Oh man, it's universally stupid, man. Yo, man, you an amateur, man. Why did he come to you? I got a record. I was zero cool. Zero cool, crashed 1,507 systems in one day. Biggest crash in history. Front page, New York Times, August 10th, 1988. I thought you was black, man. Yo, man, this is zero cool. Oh, shit. That's far out. This is zero cool, man. Hey, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining. Uh, And we are continuing our heist
0: slash caper month, uh, this time looking at the uh, 1995 time
1: capsule that is Hackers. I don't know what you're talking about. I've I had to check the date. I was like, is this made right now? Is was this film made in two thousand and twenty? Because like feels incredibly relevant to our time and ex- exactly how I understand computers to work. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, no, can we just take a moment, because uh, obviously this, this is, uh, as you said, it's heist slash capers month, so we're probably going to talk about this movie more in that context overall, but I do want to take a moment to just really think about the the moment in time that was 1995 when both this movie and The Net were released, when, like, in the, that year's, you know, uh, Dante's Peak versus... Uh, uh, was it... Volcano. What, Volcano. Was it just called? Yeah, Volcano. Like was Volcano and Dante's Peak, yeah. Yeah, the, the two rival studios <laughs> both released... Deep the, Impact Armageddon. yeah, yeah. They were like, you know what's hot in 1995? Computer hacking stuff. So... You got this, you got the net, and the yep. net could be a future <laughs> show, probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: one other funny connection is, um, so this was in the early days of the internet, obviously. Uh, and apparently the website for hackers was one of the early movies to have a website. But uh, if you went to the website, like there were graphics that made it look like your computer was getting hacked, and then it told you to go see the net. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. <laughs> so you know marketing yeah so all right uh so this is a movie why don't you explain this movie because i'm not sure that i can
0: (laughs) um so this is a movie about dade murphy Mm -hmm. also known as zero cool or um Crash something or other. Mm -hmm. I forget the exact hacker name. Uh, But when he was a small child, like 11, he hacked into a bunch of banks and crashed their software. And uh, he was given the sentence of that he couldn't touch a computer
1: until his 18th birthday. Mm hmm. Which is hilarious to think about now. I guess, you know, I mean, most of the movie takes place in uh, 1995. If you think about it, when he was 11, if you assume he's like 18 when the rest of the, So that was like, what, 88. <laughs> so, yeah, in right. 1988, the sentence of not being allowed to have a computer. Uh, but it feels really funny to think about the idea of telling an 11 year old kid now uh, you can't touch a computer till you're 18. Cool. Well, I flunked out of school. So, (laughs) right. I can no
0: longer distance learn. (laughs) So that's it. So this, this sentence is in violation of FAPE, free access to public education. Deal with that.
1: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so hilariously, yeah. So he's not, and he goes to a new school. Sorry, I I cut you off. Yeah.
0: Oh no. Yeah. He goes to a new school, uh, falls in with the hacker club at the school. Yeah. Hacker click. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring Matthew Lillard and Joey Bradford and kind of Angelina Jolie. And uh, one of the hackers like runs afoul of like the government server and draws the attention of a guy called The Plague. And then like he gets framed for worse crimes than hacking the government server. And then they have to out the hacker and there's a big hack-off and then it ends. <laughs>
1: It does end with a big hack off. That is for sure. Uh, yeah. I, so let me, I just want to make sure I have this straight, but so, cause the, so he hacks into the server. Uh, Fisher Stevens is playing what did you say? the plague, right? That's the plague. His, the plague. Uh, He is alarmed because when uh, he, he downloads this what is a garbage file. And Fisher Stevens is worried because apparently he was planning on stealing money from the government. And so this kid hacking is jeopardizing his plan to hack. So then he tries to frame the kids for the crime that he was planning to do. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fisher Stevens, the plague, was trying to do what's called salami slicing, (laughs) which uh, if you've seen... Uh which if you if you've seen uh Superman three or Office Space, mm-hmm. uh that's where you just take tiny little bits of a bunch of different transactions so that the the money you're stealing it doesn't really show up, but you reap a lot of benefit from it. That's basically what he was trying to do, and supposedly uh Joey Bradford's character um accident accidentally got the garbage file and
1: Yeah, but also didn't even he thought he got the garbage file, but actually didn't correctly download. Right, because his mom turned off his, the
0: unplugged his computer before it could fully download or whatever.
1: Typical moms, am yeah. I right? <sighs> Parents just don't understand. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, so that's the movie. Uh, it feels a little, it, it's heisty, but it's not, it's not maybe the typical, uh, what you would think of as a, no
0: it's not it's not as heisty as say um like an oceans movie or even money plane
1: yeah yeah i mean the elements are there. there there's a crew there's a guy who left the life and is pulled back in there's double crossing uh but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's hitting the beats and i think that's my a big problem of mine with this movie in general is like this movie is content to meander for a yeah, long super much, time. Super, super such. Before it really gets to much of anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it um it didn't like it had the elements of the plot of a plot, but not a plot, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Also the first 40 like, minutes are really about this guy that we talked about, the the protagonist who like spends a lot of his time uh, Cyber stalking Angelina Jolie, honestly. Like, he's like, yeah. He, he what hacks many in- people in 1995. Oh, uh, it's so, hey, man. It's like, this is, uh, you know, I don't want to get on a whole tangent on this, but this is really, uh, you know, where things went bad. <laughs> In a lot of ways in messaging in movies of, well, you know, I, I would argue it started with like Revenge of the Nerds, but then you have movie, like this just narrative that is in a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s of I am the nerd, therefore I'm allowed to be terrible, you know, like it's OK, yeah. because again, it's like in Revenge of the Nerds, it's like we're we're the ones doing like a panty raid at the college. We're being really creepy. We're breaking into women's dorms, but it's OK because we're nerds. And then this movie sort of takes that and it's now the cyber like I'm allowed to change all of my classes to be in classes with a girl that has made it clear she's not interested in me because I'm the nerd like right. yeah it's just I want to show her how much I care about her
0: yeah and unfortunately talking the shit out of her
1: yeah and unfortunately in all of these movies that works that's exactly the yeah, way to, to win a- her To a T at work. (laughs) Yeah. So there's all that, which I really did not care for. Uh, Also, weirdly, uh, you know, like I guess this is maybe the time to note that they they did actually Angelina Jolie and uh, what's his name? The actor. Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller actually got married. uh, They met on the set of this movie and were married for uh, I think four years. Four years. Yeah,
0: they uh, they hit it off and this was Angelina Jolie's uh, first husband before Billy Bob Thornton. So that was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty crazy. that Another movie where people found love. Yeah, that, that's
1: a weirdly reoccurring theme in our shows. It's like yeah. the
0: fourth time, I think, this yeah. has happened.
1: Um, also the second time Angelina Jolie has popped up in one of our
0: movies. Yeah, this is her second appearance. Um, first time for Matthew Lillard. I'm going to guess it's not the last. Probably saved. I mean, that's a safe bet. Fisher Stevens also
1: could show up many other times. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't shown up, to be quite honest.
0: Well, I think because he focused more on TV and stage acting and because for most of the era. I th- and we haven't, done short circ-
1: we haven't done Short Circuit 2 yet, so...
0: Right, yeah, that's that's the big one. <laughs> uh, for sure coming down the pipe at some point. I, I hope. I actually kind of like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can separate it enough from the first one to remember what is discreet to each one.
1: Well, Steve Gutenberg is exclusive to the first movie, and Ali Sheedy. <laughs> Neither okay, one of them yeah. came back. <laughs> yeah, the second one takes place in New York, but not while we're here. That's
0: right. Now that we're here to talk about hackers, also taking place in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this movie is a ridiculous time capsule of 1995. Like it is, like this was clearly like one Hollywood executive idea of what kids were doing in 1995 and yeah, we
1: awesome. smoking cigs and rollerblading and hacking computers. Which I mean, you and I were alive in 95. But I think that's pretty much exactly what we were doing. That's, you know that. Yeah.
0: I mean, a hundred percent,
1: you know, like, yeah, I, it's weird that Andy and I didn't cross paths back then because we were both hacking into government systems on rollerblades uh, all, all the, the time, all the time, but you know, we, we just never, we didn't hang in the same circles, you know,
0: now we, yeah, it's, you know, just, uh, we were destined to meet later in life and that's, that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, also, I mean, you were, we did, you were in the upstate New York, uh, hackers club and I was, you know, the Southern Maryland hackers represent, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so <Soma>, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one of the other problems, obviously, Uh, Which is really funny because this is so emblematic of the time is uh, and this is honestly something like even like community has made fun of in uh, one of the later seasons. But like they wanted to really make because obviously this is a time when like computers really were becoming, you know, we're like we're on the cusp of heading to where we are today. where like, you know, computers are just a part of your life. So they were big. They seemed narratively important and they wanted to find a way to. But like. It's very clear by this movie and a lot of these movies, like, they were very concerned. Well, visually, a person sitting at a keyboard isn't all that interesting. So, how do we make that interesting? And it's so funny to watch now their ideas of it's like all this really dumb unnecessary like vr type 3d technology like (laughs) of just like the way everything is done you know like fisher stevens has these giant screens and he's in this weird it almost looks like a futuristic spaceship that he's in with with (laughs) translucent neon keyboard and yeah and it's like this screen is just like all of these like weird like animated like anytime there's a virus or anything and it unleashes some kind of animated uh thing and then they release a counter animated thing and like i said there's all these like it's like a boss fight from a video game yeah and then there's all these like weird like soaring shots of like 3d computer imagery and stuff to try to make it visually you
0: know here's the crazy thing about this movie is um that was all practical effects i saw that none of that was None of that was like, obviously, like the computer screen stuff that was, you know, computers. But whenever they're showing like information being sent along the information superhighway, uh, it was all practical effects. It was all in camera stuff. It was all, um, you know, it, it wasn't digital whatsoever, which is bananas.
1: Which maybe there's no better way to show that you're not the right person to make this movie than the fact that you don't trust computer generated images enough to display a computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um and this is this is Jurassic Park which sort of and, and Terminator 2 that sort of brought that CGI imagery to you know like looking moderately
1: photoreal at various points. Jurassic Park so The Park's, technology was there. Jurassic Park holds up pretty well. Oh yeah. Like overall. Uh, but yeah, it, and it's also a side note, Jurassic Park I think does one of the better jobs of this era of uh, the Nedry uh, 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 is like a pretty good like visual way to, you know, show that the computer has been hacked without getting too bogged down in it.
0: Right. Yeah, it's um, yeah, this movie is like granted. I wasn't in New York City like to be serious for a minute, but I don't know of anybody that dressed like any of those people ever
1: no yeah they're all dressed weird like they're all I, the whole thing is fairly they're really ridiculous. all dressed like the cast of Jason X kind of yeah like the, yeah I think they are supposed to be futuristic uh, also cyberpunk a- I, mystique I think Angelina Jolie is cosplaying as Spock I'm pretty sure she has like his exact haircut and like she's a very like Spock look about her
0: yeah. If not Spock the uh the Vulcan from uh, Enterprise.
1: Yeah. Definitely Vulcan energy to her like bowl cut haircut and uh but yeah oh, she definitely had big Vulcan energy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Angelina Jolie once again called upon to be the cool girl in a not very good uh movie, which weirdly I think we could argue that uh, that Gone in sixty seconds might be a better heist movie than this movie is, but
0: I think that's accurate. I think it's both a better movie and the heisting, <laughs> the capering, is better.
1: Yeah, it's just a better example of a heist movie. So you know, if you haven't listened to that one, feel free to just insert that into this month as well. You can. <laughs> that was part of Nick Cage yes. month.
0: That would fit. Yeah. What a nice, it was, it was, I could have just as easily slid right in here and been fine. Um, Yeah, it, it, the other, I think the other big flaw in this movie is that the stakes are actually incredibly high, but they never feel incredibly high.
1: Well, there is sort of like you were talking about with gone in 60 seconds. There is no sense of a ticking clock or like it's it's very it's weird. Like there's a point where Matthew Lillard gets information of like they're going to arrest us in a few hours, though. And then it's like they still seem pretty chill about it like so let's get a quick blade in through Washington Square Park and then yeah and then we'll deal with this yeah uh, you know also yeah like i think that's part of it there's no time you know like ticking clock and then there's also just like uh no real sense that the US government is actually a big enough threat and i think they actually spend a lot of time undercutting the threat by their big competition that they have is to clown on the guy in charge of the division <laughs> like yeah, I, I enjoyed that part, I'm going to say. I'm I just that saying, was like, well, my point being that, like, it it's objectively, an, like, a it's a way to go with it. But then, like, then you want that guy to be menacing in the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's I would I would agree with that. Um, but at the same time, just the fact that it was Wendell Pierce is, I think, uh, super enjoyable because he just plays a put upon government agent so well that I have to assume that he would probably in the future be cast in a role where he plays a put-upon
1: civil servant. Like, the, the stuff, yeah, it's a good way to show, like, they're both hackers and they're competing, but then, you know, they're they're messing with this guy who becomes sort of a cartoon character. And so then at the end of the movie, when he's leading the team to capture them, I don't know, it just sort of takes the rug out from under him as an actual threat. You know, like, it, it's just an odd choice to have the guy that is, like, the the threat uh, that you should be afraid of to, like, spend 20 minutes watching him slip on banana peels, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, I think, all part of lowering the stakes. I think some of that also happened with Fisher Stevens' character because I feel like he keeps saying he's better and the best hacker or whatever, but they keep showing how good... Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie, Matthew Lillard at all are are at hacking.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. Is there's just never like it's weird. The film literally opens with him being arrested as an eleven year old, but then the rest of the movie at like I don't know. People are getting arrested and then they just are released from jail pretty quickly. Like they don't seem like they're in like their parents aren't. I I don't know. It just none of it feels like a big threat. Like even when someone walks off in handcuffs. It never feels like a big moment because it just feels like, oh, well, they're they're fine. They're they're I mean there's a scene where right. one of them, the team gets arrested and then he's on a payphone in jail with a cop a foot away from him openly talking about everything just like well this is what's happening like so you, we need to hack into the like like just terrible for as smart as you are as a computer hacker you're just openly like t- like basically giving evidence against yourself incriminating, incriminating yourself, yourself on a like prison payphone a foot away from a cop yep yeah so there's just all of that so all of that to say that like it never feel like somehow the u.s government does not feel actually powerful or threatening or like they can actually do anything to these teenagers which is weird because then the movie hinges on the idea that uh johnny lee miller like that he he can't get involved because he can't get in trouble again but it doesn't seem like that you know i don't know it's just sort of an odd yeah
0: um I'm sure as we start to pivot to some of the positive things about this movie, we will probably hit on a few other negative things, but um, there's nothing jumping out at me. That's like a real big negative.
1: I think we kind of touched on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's right. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm trying not to be like, to I just, I wasn't very into this movie. Like, it's just a general <laughs> note. <laughs> like, I I wasn't super invested overall, you know, like I just, I, and I think that was a lot of just, you know, I think honestly, if it had uh, aligned itself a little bit more as a heist movie, like if it had stuck to that structure a little bit better, I think it actually would have worked a lot better if, you know, you, you played it that way. Like there's a teenager who has a reason uh, to not want to get involved in one last job pretty early on. One of them, uh, screws up. Now they've got. They have to hack in to steal the garbage file because they. Because that, that could have been the whole thing. Is that like the Fisher Stevens Even thinks it's you just have this, to get revenge? Yeah, to get revenge, or just like the idea of like he thinks that you have this file and you don't, so then you need the file, or just whatever. But like, I think if they had 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 a little bit more of a a structure of a heist movie. Uh, but yeah, this movie like spends a lot of time. Uh, with just them hanging out,
0: yeah. It, I think it was more concerned with like mid nineties youth culture, cyberpunk aesthetic, yeah, and all that than it was with actually telling a narrative.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's true. And it, it's funny because I was reading a lot of the IMDb stuff, and the the IMDb trivia is very uh, into the fact and proud of the fact that they. Uh, they met with a lot of hackers, like the, the code names that they're using are real, uh, names of actual hackers. They, they went to conferences, like they all, it seems like the cast like really got invested in the writers and the director and stuff in like, I want to meet hackers. I want to like interact. I want, but it's like. And then you watch the movie and you're like, I don't think that ended up on screen, though. Like, that's cool for you guys if you did that. But like, I don't think any hackers in 1995 watched this movie and were like, I feel so seen. This is, you told my story. Right. It's like, Now I feel represented
0: yeah. on camera in Hollywood <laughs> it's as a-, a nerdy white kid.
1: Yeah. So, uh, finally, yeah. So all of that, uh, I guess. I would, but that—that's it. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to keep uh, nitpicking or anything. But just yeah. I think those are the the broad sweeping points.
0: Yeah. So, for me, there's one and only one silver lining to this movie. Oh, this might be a short podcast. And that is. A- <laughs> and there are a few but there's one I think that stands out above the rest and it's um, the way they introduce Fisher Stevens character the plague and he skateboards into like the computer space (laughs) yeah and he just has this like just everything about it is so dumb and bananas and I just loved that was my favorite part of the movie was him like sliding on the skateboard with just this really serious look on his face um, to save the day from for, for cuz bungled
1: letting this kid into his system classic Pendulette. also you couldn't get teller to just sit next to him and not talk why why would you cast pendillette and not also get teller for this movie
0: yeah like but yeah cuz you know that when pendillette was recording all the uh comedy central stingers in the 90s the teller was sitting next to him i always assumed that he <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. There's no reason not to assume that. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll broaden this out because uh, we got some time to kill. But also, no, I, I <laughs> do sincerely believe this. I think Fisher Stevens just in general is the silver oh, of this overline in this movie. I mean, like, he's fun to watch. His character is utterly ridiculous. Um, the... <laughs> I was a big... When he gets fa- busted in the terrible disguise at the end, that was great. Well, I was going to say that... Yeah, first of all, he's dressed like Mark Twain or something, like on an airplane. He's wearing the fakest old man beard that I've ever seen. And then Wendell Pierce hilariously puts a pillow behind his head on the plane and then uh, handcuffs him. But I also... The scene right before that, when... <laughs> He's in bed with Lorraine Bracco, who we haven't really talked about yet. Who's like his girlfriend, also works for the company. Uh, if you don't recognize that name, she's Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos. Uh, she's also in Goodfellas. Like, um, but it's the two of them. They're in bed. Matthew Lillard pops up on the screen to be like, "I hacked everything, and I'm revealing everything." And uh, she does like a cartoon sit-up, like. Whoa, 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 what? And then (laughs) it cracked me up because then she like says something to Fisher Stevens and he doesn't respond and they pan out and he's out of the bed which makes no sense because there's no way in the setup that he could have gotten up and walked out without her noticing but it made me laugh so hard the idea (laughs) that he did it and she didn't catch it that uh and then the the next time because then she's arrested but the next time we see him he's dressed like Mark Twain in first class on an airplane and getting arrested by Wendell Pierce like all all of that. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it, I, he. Like he gives that scenery chewing performance. He knows how dumb this movie is and gives the commensurate performance with what he like. Fisher Stevens is a good enough actor and experienced enough as a filmmaker, too. I mean, he you know makes documentaries. He knows how movies work that. Like he he knew exactly what he was doing every step of the way.
1: Yeah. No, he's I honestly would dare to say that Fisher Stevens is an underrated actor. And I think it's because he did a lot of movies like this uh, that people don't actually appreciate the work that he is doing. But uh, I've always really enjoyed him. Yeah. I mean.
0: He's done extensive Broadway work, and unless you're a big name, like you don't get cast in Broadway shows if you're not good. Yeah, it's like just, you know, like it's just it's not it's just one of those things like you're at the pinnacle if you're acting on Broadway for the most part, unless you've obtained fame elsewhere. And you're like, they're trying to sell tickets. But in most situations, and I mean, he's just a good he is a good actor.
1: Yeah, uh, short circuit, uh, maybe not yeah <laughs> But no, and it it seems like more recently, he's like, there seems to be a little bit more appreciation. I mean, this isn't all that recently at this point, but like I really did. He's in my favorite episode of Lost uh, in the episode, The Constant. Uh, He's really great in that. Uh, It's from the last season. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, Yeah. When we uh, pivot, when we run out of movies to malign and when we start just doing the last two seasons of Lost, that's when we're really going to pivot as a podcast. But no, Uh, yeah. Fisher Stevens is great. Uh, so definitely him. Uh, is there anything else that we, I have this, um, this, this is a small one, uh, but you kind of hinted at it. Uh, when you talked about the practical effects, I, I really liked the opening. Uh, I, I did to full disclosure. I didn't like a lot of the other times they did these effects, but the very opening title sequence, when they were showing the New York skyline and then they that like seamlessly turned into an overhead shot of like a CPU. I thought that was a really clever idea that was well executed, you know, like that title Mm -hmm. sequence was actually really well done. I thought.
0: Yeah, I would say, and you probably disagree with this, given what we've already talked about, but um, I think if you take it as a sequence unto itself and disregard how much it sort of pulls the rug out of the rest of the movie, the hack off when they're trying to, like, you know, mess with uh, the government agent. Like, I, th- I liked it. I thought
1: that was a good sequence. I mean, I, like, I, I guess I'll just say this about it of like, it doesn't it feels at odds. Maybe there's two conflicting movies that they were making at the same time. If this movie was a Ferris Bueller-esque, uh, you know, a fun teen romp where they're hackers who are, uh, you know, sort of thumbing their... Like, honestly, and maybe that would have been a better way to go. Maybe if you make a movie, and maybe he's not like an FBI agent, but he's someone who's in a position of authority, but maybe slightly less important than he was in this movie. And they just decide, we're going to have a sequence of just like really messing with this guy. I think that's a clever enough idea, and I, I think it works. Uh, but it's just, it doesn't fit in a movie where... The stakes are as high as they are in this movie. And that, like, literally, like, a lot lot of people are going to die if this planet. They're trying to, like, sink ocean liners. Like, that will. Yeah, oil tankers. Yeah, yeah. oil tankers. That, like, that's going to be a major devastating to the environment yeah Yeah. devastating to the environment devastating to the people on board uh and there's like six of them i think right that they're seeing they're going to wreck That they're threatening to sink yeah so it's like i think it's just that of like that movie where that those are the stakes and like our our heroes could all go to prison for a very long time i think it's at uh it's counterproductive to making that movie to then make the guy a complete and utter joke uh that's hunting you yeah
0: yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. But I think like, but I mean, just yeah. as, I'm, like I said, just as a sequence, I think it was well done. Yeah. It was entertaining. So I'm, uh, Wendell I, Wendell Pierce is
1: great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically agreeing with you, I think, in that like, yes, if no, we're, we're just judging it in isolation, sure. Like, although I will point out if I can nitpick. Okay. So the Angelina Jolie, she, she does the first move, right? And so her move is uh that she she gets his credit card canceled like she she maxes out his credit card or whatever so he he's on a date uh he's trying to pay he gives the credit card it gets cut up uh and then what his response johnny lee miller's response is he basically just places a personal ad which gets people to call him at the office which look hilarious good that's prank. a good bit but that's not hacking Anyone can play. You don't need to hack anything to place a personal ad, like that gets people. Like that's not impressive as a hack. Like you hacked into the credit card company, like to get him, and then and you were just like, well, what if I go on to like Craigslist and write, like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Yeah. Minor point, Um, but
0: no and then just the fact that like the next heightening move is he
1: has him declared legally dead yeah it's like there's a, a sort of like winston bishop <laughs> prank quality to to the way that he works uh oh, okay I'm gonna do something uh I got people to call him to try to ask him out for like you know like just a hookup basically like basically i treated his personal account like phone as if it was grinder okay uh yeah that's pretty good now he's dead <laughs> It's like, whoa, <laughs> buddy. <laughs>
0: um, I think we also have to point out that uh, Wendell Pierce's character's name is Dick Gill. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah, we like good names here on the pod. So I'll always, yeah, no. I'll, always a fan of a good name. Um, I think Matthew Lillard is Matthew Lillarding to the nth
1: degree in this movie. I would disagree. I was actually underwhelmed. I was excited. To see Matthew Lillard, I thought he was good in the end when he showed up. But he is coasting through the first hour of this movie. And I was kind of disappointed, if I'm really being honest. I didn't think... It- I'll, I'll buy that. I don't want to, like... Uh, to be honest, I wasn't very impressed with most of the uh, the crew. I The one that I... I'm trying to look up the name. Because I do actually really like one of them that I thought was the, the best. But I'm trying to... Um, I do like that Matthew Lloyd's name is Serial. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, Rinali. I think, Rinali Santiago, who played Freak. I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I thought was the best character of the the teen hackers. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. He was good. Yeah.
0: Um I think Matthew Lillard's hair in the movie deserves special mention for just how ridiculous it
1: was. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like I said, I did enjoy Matthew Lillard. At the end when he pops up on the TV screen Which also look uh, Wendell Pierce I realize you're dealing with a lot Being declared legally dead and all but Maybe lock down that station a little bit Everybody is just roaming around Like out of handcuffs You're interrogating two people at the same time Like what, what protocols do you Have in place man like this is not Also you don't even pat The guy down when you arrest him and he's Able to just reach into his back pocket And throw the floppy disk into a trash can Like this is sloppy detective Work all it is, around it is poor police work, <laughs> like, disappointing.
0: Yeah, it. Um, yeah, this. Um, I think for a lot of people, I don't think it was such for me, but I think a lot of people might find the nineties nostalgia as a bit of a silver lining. Yeah, so this is a time
1: capsule of ninety-five, I, the, undebatably. The rollerblading, maybe most of all. I feel like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's some good. Even just the nicknames are very. Uh, and again, like I said, I know that they're like apparently real hacker names. But the very 90s, like, like you can almost, in a weird way, you can feel in the public consciousness like the idea for the Matrix starting to form here. Which I'm, I'm not in any way giving this movie credit for that because this movie does not deserve to be compared to the Matrix. But just like. Name wise, like aesthetic wise, like this movie, you know, is just, you know, like it's a bunch of compu- people in computers with weird names dressed weird <laughs> On a very basic level. But that's to say, like, this movie is, like, the um, TV dinner version of it. And it is the Michelin star restaurant version of that concept. But, like, I don't know. 95 versus... Was it 97 that The Matrix came out? 99, I think. 99. So... But you can almost feel we're starting to get there. Like we're, we're starting to, cause I did, th- that's the biggest thing that I think 95 really stumbled with, with this and, and the net and everything is like, they knew that computers were important. They knew that there was something there, but they just didn't know how to make that a good movie.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's uh, I think that's a hundred percent the case. Um... Yeah. I mean, I think this movie definitely has some silver linings. It definitely has, it's not a good movie. No. Um, you know, I am I know you're shocked to hear us say that something's not a good movie on this podcast, but um,
1: we've watched a couple that are good movies. You know, they're out there. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but yeah. It's it, not it, one of them. It's just, like I said, I, I don't think it knew the movie it wanted to be. I think it It struggled. Uh, yeah, I, I just... And there's not even... I'm with you that probably if you're looking for 90s nostalgia and you're looking for like silliness, I think the sequence with Wendell Pierce is good. I I think that could have worked as a movie. I think if you made um, if it was more of that, if they were just like hackers that were like hacking their grades and sort of like like lower stakes, you know.
0: Right. Or even if that's like the initial setup and they eventually get too big for their britches. And like, well, we've hacked the school attendance. We've ruined the principal Wendell Pierce's life. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can hack NORAD or whatever.
1: Yeah, or or like or it's something the that they. Or... Yeah, maybe. Oh, this would have been good. Look at this. We're pitching again, but uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, I'm in. Well, yeah, so that's where it starts. Yeah, first of all, Wendell Pierce is the principal. I love it. Like I really do. He like takes their computers away, and that's why they're they're ruining his life. Because uh, he's like, "There's no future in computers," and they're like, "We'll show you." Uh, but like, maybe there's one guy that wants to be in the group, but they never let him in. But they're like, so he he's the one who really like oh you'll have to let me in because i'm gonna hack <laughs> And they're like whoa buddy like like he's just the one guy that's like the hanger on that goes way too far with it and then they have to bail him out
0: right and then then you can almost do the rest of the movie and still have the stakes feel like stakes
1: i don't know why did they do a fake out with the payphones only to be at different payphones <laughs> that's my answer yeah i felt like they were trying to do like an oceans 11 fake out but it didn't fake out to anything
0: yeah um i i don't have a good an- like it was sort of like all the hackers coming together to help take down the bad guy was like kind of a cool thing and maybe it was related to that
1: um well, it's also, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to nitpick this movie too much, but like, it was weird because clearly their plan was to be caught. Like, they were totally fine with that, but he doesn't really, like, he throws the floppy disc in the trash can, like, at the last second. You, if you knew you were going to get caught, why not have a better plan of where to, like, you just hide it somewhere. Hey, they're high school kids, all right? this right? They're doing their best. Yeah, that's fair. They got they
0: got their they got their finals coming up
1: you know it's stressful that's true yeah also they have to worry about the fact that <laughs> at one point fisher stevens threatens to like get his mom thrown in like guantanamo bay or something i think like <laughs> He basically shows how he can create a criminal (laughs) record for her in Washington State. But he's straight up like, I'm going to create a record for her. They're going to arrest her, and then I'm going to delete that record and just have her lost in a prison cell with no charges. And it's like, what? Yeah, Yeah, it's... Also, I... I don't know maybe any hackers listening feel free to check in but like i also feel like they didn't really understand in the 90s way like i don't think you can actually wreck like oil rigs the way that they are like i get that you're gonna throw off their guidance system but it seemed like they were implying that there was a way to like hit a button and the ship just explodes or something yeah the flip over button yeah (laughs) <laughs> like, again, you can make it, like, drive into an iceberg or something, I guess, if you really messed with its navigation system. But, yeah, I don't I, – I think it would be a bad idea to build that into the technology that with the stroke of a button, you can just flip a oil rig.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's for those oil rig stunt competitions. That's why they have those capabilities. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I when shouldn't they hit that big ollie on the half pipe and <laughs> –
1: you know, hit, hit a kick flip. Well it's it's, it's part of uh Gillette. he makes the oil rigs disappear. It's his big closing act. <laughs>
0: like Gillette, <laughs> known for close-up magic and basically only close-up magic <laughs> does a huge David Copperfield finish.
1: He's really well he's branching out on his own. He can't just do the stuff he was doing with Teller. He's got to... <laughs> that's true. That's that's incredibly true.
0: Um <laughs> I don't know. This this podcast was fun. I think that
1: is a big silver lining. It was fun to talk about this movie and arguably improve it. Yeah, the podcast was fun. Also, the movie was helpful because I learned I need to change and everybody be cool. I'm hopefully by the time you're listening to it, I have done it. But you know, the password uh, that I used to to upload these shows actually was love, sex, secret, God. So I need to change that now. (laughs) so that nobody hacks in, you know? Too late. (laughs) It's just, you go to listen to this episode, and instead of what we just recorded, it's just, uh, like, uh, clips of us going, Hackers is good. I loved it. best movie is Hackers.
0: (laughs) Johnny Lee Miller is a treasure. No notes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... I think um, I think we did it. I think the only other thing I, I
0: feel I need to comment on is a lot of nudity for a PG thirteen movie. A lot
1: of okay, I was since you brought this up, yes, and then also a lot of like really like creepy leering f- photography. Like just I think there's one shot where they, at the end when they're in the pool where they start like waist level with Angelina Jolie, like and like just a yeah like. Apparently, you weren't super interested in the computer stuff, but you were interested in being a creep. Like, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of creepy I mean, photography. I the narrative in this. structure of the movie. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I definitely... Yeah. It, it was weird because it, like, it, it did not... Again, I think there were maybe like three different movies being made at the same time here. But like, I don't... I, the idea that this movie needed sex appeal and especially the creepy like sex appeal that you guys used, like, I... I don't know. Were there just a bunch of network execs arguing with each other about, like, they kept just getting conflicting notes? <laughs> and the director just kept
0: getting all these notes, and then <laughs> he has, like, a pratfall, <laughs> and he drunk drops all his papers,
1: yeah. and he picks them up all out of order, so that's why everything's just, so disjointed. Just trying to make it work. Okay, so they think that the pool is leaking on everybody, and then also his mom is thrown in Gitmo. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we definitely did it. I think yeah. we've Fisher, we're still Stevens. Undefeated. Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens.
0: Fisher Stevens. <laughs> Fisher Stevens.
1: Oh man. So that's going to do it. Remember, Martian Sci-Fi doesn't play in Middle America.
0: Silver Linings Playback is a production of hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now.